Hi, welcome back to Idgits and Aspects. I'm Rochelle. And I'm Lynn. And today we're talking about season six, episode 16, called And Then There Were None. So we start out at a gas station. A truck driver named Rick is at a pump. Eve walks up to him. Rick says, whoa. Eve says, I'm sorry, did I scare you? Rick notices that Eve is not wearing any shoes. And he says, are you okay? You look a little... Eve says, well, I could use a ride. Rick says, okay. So they get into the Rick's truck. Rick says, so what's your name, into sweetheart? Into the Rick's truck. <laughs> did I say into the Rick? <laughs> he is the Rick. The Not Rick. Not Rick. No. The, the Rick. Rick. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> that's good. I didn't write the. It just says Rick's truck, but that's fine. <laughs> so Rick says, what's your name, sweetheart? Eve says, Eve. Rick says, Eve, I'm Rick. So how far are you going, Eve? Eve says, however far you want. And she kisses him, but Rick pulls away. Rick says, whoa, whoa, Eve, look, you're very pretty, but this is not what's right for you. Trust me. Eve says, then what's right for me? He hands her a Jesus loves you pamphlet and says, this emptiness you feel inside, it's really a hunger for him. Eve says, you do know that Jesus was just a man. Rick says, sure, but he was also the son of God sent here because he loves us. Eve says, God doesn't care about you. Rick says, sure he does. Eve says, your father made you and then abandoned you, so you pray. You see signs where there's nothing. But truth is, your apocalypse came and went, and you didn't even notice. A mother would never abandon her children like he did. You'll see. Rick says, see what? Eve says, can I tell you a secret? He nods, so she leans in and then puts her whole mouth over her, his ear. Blah. And he starts to scream. Not good. No. None of no. that is good. <laughs> I've never had someone put their whole mouth over my ear before. I know. Like, I feel like I would get violent. <laughs> yeah. I would start swinging. Like, what are you doing? Ew, ew, ew. Yeah. I just, Ugh. the ears, I can't, oh my gosh. Okay. So I might've told this story on the podcast at some point, but I'm going to tell you again. So okay. when I was like, gosh, all of growing up, it happened way more than once. My dad to wake me up would give me a wet willy, essentially, but he would stick his finger so far into my ear that he would pin my head to the bed so I couldn't get away. <laughs> and he'd like, ah, ha, 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 and like wiggle it around in there, and I'm like, ah, you know? Like, that sounds horrible. And then I'd like, he eventually finally let go because my head would be pinned. I couldn't get out. <laughs> and then he would like, I'd flip over and just, ugh, and then he'd do it to the other side. And I'm just, ugh, and then like, and this was like how I woke up, right? Like multiple times. And uh. then I'd come downstairs and just be in a pissy mood. <laughs> well, hell yeah. Anyone would be in a pissy mood from that. Oh my gosh. They'd be like, what's wrong with you? Why are you so, uh, you need to stop having such an attitude. And it's like, oh, you know, like, <laughs> I'm going to hurt something. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God, I would be super pissed by that. That sounds miserable. That was not fun. But anyways, so Ugh. yeah, anytime, like, it's just, like, I can't deal with ears. I can't do the ear thing. I just can't handle yeah. it. I just, I get squeamish and then I get mad. You know, like. I was fine with a little, like, romantic ear play, <laughs> we'll call it. Uh, <laughs> okay. Until, like, <laughs> until, I had shing until I had shingles in my ears, and now I can't do, like, the ear thing at all. My yeah. ears are just, like, I, I just, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't, I don't like the ear stuff so much. Like, I can, like, 
I don't know. I just, I don't want anybody messing with my ears to any capacity for the most part. Like, I don't know. Especially, like, once you get, like, close to the ear hole. You know? <laughs> I just can't deal with it. It's like anything like touches that or like, you know, if you have like a bug or something that's like around it, even like things being near my ear and I can hear it. I'm just like, Wah! you know, like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I freak out a little bit. But <laughs> anyways, that's the story of my ear holes. <laughs> oh, your poor ear holes. God. Okay, so we cut to Rick's house. He goes over to his sleeping wife, who wakes up and smiles at him. Then he kills her with a hammer. Awfully. <laughs> and we get our opening title sequence. So we cut to... Oh, I missed some notes here. Okay, we cut to Bobby. I think we're at Bobby's house. Uh, I think we're at... Yeah, yeah, Bobby's house. I think we're at Bobby's house. Okay. Bobby says, I've been getting blasts from hunters all week. And he points to a map and says, Nest of Vamps, Werewolf Dance Party, Shifters, six of them. Two hunters died taking them out. Ghouls, ghouls, ghoul race, Smorgsborg. Smorgasborg. Sorry. <laughs> Smorgsborg. <laughs> Dean says, It's almost yeah. like that Swedish guy in the Muppets. <laughs> So you know what I'm talking yeah. about? <laughs> yeah, I He's do. Happy as a lark, cooking away. Yep. <laughs> Dean says, is it just me or is that a straight kick down? Blah, 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 blah. Is that a straight line down 180 or I-80? Sorry. <laughs> I'm struggling. Okay. <laughs> <It's all good. laughs> Bobby says, exactly. Dean says, looks to me like it's a Sherman March monster mash. Salmon, salmon says, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> salmon. I called Sam Salmon. <laughs> I'm just gonna take a drink of my monster real quick. Okay. <laughs> salmon. I feel like so that needs to be made into a shirt somehow. You know, like <laughs> just have like his face on like a fish body. <laughs> salmon. Salmon. Yep. <laughs> Okay, so Sam says, yeah, but where are they marching to? Bobby circles a place on the map. Sam says, what is it? Bobby says, guy bashes, his, guy bashes in his family's heads. So we cut to a police station. Bobby, Dean, and Sam are dressed like FBI and are, and are interrogating Rick. Rick says, it's like I told the cops. I blacked out. Sam says, well, just tell us what you do remember. Rick says, driving my regular route, and then I woke up in my truck at work. Sam says, and where's work? Rick says, Starlight Cannery. I don't remember how I got there, so I called home. When no one picked up, I went there, and I found... Bobby says, anything unusual before you blacked out? Sight, smells, anything off the routine? Rick says, no, basic night. I was giving some kid from the truck stop a ride home. She took off. I think she took off. Dean says, anything else? Rick says, I swear, I didn't mean to do it. I loved them. So we cut to later in the police station. Sam is working on a computer. Dean says, so, demon possession or ghosts? I thought this was a monster thing. Sam says, all right, here we go. Truck stop, night of the murders. They look at a security camera footage of the truck stop. Dean says, that's him. Um, in the video, Eve approaches him. Dean says, hmm, hello. Sam pauses the camera while Eve is facing it. And In a her very he-interested he, he way. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was like, oh, hello. <laughs> well, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Sam pauses the camera while Eve is facing it, and her face looks fucked up and monstrous. 
Sam says, Bobby, Bobby says, I've never seen that in my life. All those vamps and ghouls out on I-80, maybe they're coming in for Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Dean says, um, okay, well, if that is Big Mama, whatever she is, we got zero on ganking her. So what are we going to do if we run into her? Throw salt and hope? <laughs> Bobby says, no, we're going to turn tail and run because we're in over our heads. Dean says, I mean, we better get some real info on this bitch before we do run into her. A police officer says, hey, let's go. Bobby says, what's the ruckus? A police officer says, a guy just went postal down at the cannery. Bobby says, okay, I'll go. You finish here. So we cut to outside the cannery. Bobby says, FBI, Willis, how many are in there? A police officer says, six dead. Bobby says, what happened? The police officer says, apparently a guy walks in, pulls a hunting rifle, and just opens fire. Captain, this is agent. The police captain says, what? There are a Fed convention in town or something? Bobby says, I beg your pardon? Rufus walks up and says, Agent Willis, am I right? Bobby says, Agent, I wasn't expecting you yet. Rufus says, well, apparently you didn't get the call. To the officers, he says, gentlemen, can you excuse us? Bobby says, what in the high holy are you doing here, Rufus? Rufus says, same as you, tracking 31 flavors of crazy, which led us both smack into the middle of this. Bobby says, right, uh, can we talk to the perp? Rufus says, well, we can give it a shot. I don't know if he's going to talk back to us, though. Cops put eight bullets in him, so. <laughs> Bobby like, says. I love Rufus is just like, he goes the long way around everything, you know? Like- <laughs> I just love Rufus. I love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Um, Bobby says, so what? Rufus says, so are we partnering, partnering on this or not? Come on, man. It's not rocket surgery. We're here. Let's do this. Just like old times. Bobby says, as long as I get to drive. Rufus says, hell no. So we cut to an autopsy room. Rufus and Bobby check out the corpse of the shooter. Rufus says, so do you think the, mo- uh, so do you think the mother or whatever the hell is wrapped up in this, Bobby? Bobby says, looks like it. Rufus says, these are, uh, these are just guys going berserk, Bobby. How is that a monster thing? Bobby says, I don't know. That's why we're hacking him open. Bobby notices some goo in the dead man's ear and says, hand me one of those swab things over there. Rufus gives Bobby a swab, and Bobby sticks it in the air of the body. <laughs> the swab comes <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, the swab comes out covered in dark goo. Rufus says, "What have you got? Is that ecto?" Rufus takes the swab and says, "That's not ecto." Then Rufus sniffs the swab and says, <laughs> "What the hell is that?" Yeah, Bobby says, "It's something new." Rufus says, "New? No such thing as new, Bobby." Bobby says, "Well, it's something. Those guys who snapped. One thing they had in common: they both worked at that cannery joint." So we cut to outside the cannery. Bobby and Rufus pull up. Sam and Dean are waiting for them. Bobby and Rufus get out of the car. Rufus says, I don't even know why you have a driver's license. (laughs) Dean says, well, look what the cat dragged in. Sam says, it is really good to see you, Rufus. Rufus says, I can't believe it. It must, no, that's not what he says. (laughs) Rufus says, I can believe it. It must get old dealing with this miserable cuss here all by yourself. (laughs) Sam says, is it that obvious? Bobby says, why don't you three get a room? Dean says, all right, we all pack a snack? Sam says, yeah. Dean says, then let's see what we can see. So they go inside and walk around. They hear someone else in the building. It's Gwen. Dean says, Gwen? Uh, Gwen says, Dean. (laughs) (laughs) Samuel comes up behind her, and Dean points his gun at him and says, welcome to next time. Sam pushes Dean's arm down and says, no, hold on. Dean says, I said I'd kill him. Sam says, look, just a second. Rufus says, I take it you guys know each other. Dean says, he's our grandfather. Rufus says, oh, somebody needs a hug. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I love Rufus. <laughs> Bobby says, why are you here? Samuel says, we're working. You? Dean says, none of your damn business. Bobby says, Tam. Tam. Wow. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> uh, this is going really, really great. Okay. Bobby says, Sam, take Dean for a walk. Dean says, you got to be kidding me. Sam says, look, Dean, it's fine. Dean says, how? So Sam and Dean leave the room. Dean says, what is wrong with you? Sam says, look, maybe he knows something. Dean says, you don't remember what he did. I do. Sam says, I know. I'm not saying I don't. I'm just saying not yet. So Sam goes back into the room and Dean waits just outside. Bobby says, so you're Samuel. Samuel says, you must be the guy pretending to be their father. Bobby, Bobby says, well, somebody ought to. Ugh. Yeah, I don't I just, like him. I don't like him either. Just want to punch like him. him. Ugh. Um, Samuel says, Sam, you're looking well. Sam says, save the small talk, all right? Samuel says, you seem different. Sam says, I got my soul back. No thanks to you, I hear. Samuel says, you hear? You don't remember. Sam says, I remember enough. Rufus says, I uh, really hate to break up this little circle of love, but why don't we talk shop, huh? How about you <laughs> tell us what it is you're hunting? Samuel says, a creature from purgatory. She calls herself Eve. Sam says, Eve? Samuel says, yep, they call her mother. She was here about 10,000 years ago. Every, th every freak that walks the face of the earth can be traced back to her, and she's back. Bobby says, how the hell do you know that? Samuel says, you don't know half the things I know, kid. Hell, until recently, you didn't even know about us. I love that Samuel just called Bobby kid. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> It's like, okay. But I mean, if you think about it, like they do, like you think of them as the same age, right? Just because everybody older than Sam and Dean are, you know, whatever. The same age, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. But it's, I mean, not because they like look necessarily like they're the same age or whatever, but it, it's just, yeah, you know, like you just kind of like, oh yeah, anybody who's older than them has been around for a while, you know? <laughs> yeah. But it was definitely yeah. weird. But I think Bob, like, Bobby I kind of, like... I now know... Oh. What's going on? Oh. <laughs> I think it's... A... <laughs> I think it, like, glitched out there for a second. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So where was I? Uh, Bobby says, I now know that you'd throw your own kin to hungry ghouls. I think I know enough. Gwen says, you what? Samuel says, Dean lied to the man. Bobby says, how about you ask Dean? Gwen says, good idea. So Gwen leaves the room and goes to Dean and says, Dean, is it true? Dean says, what? Gwen says, did Samuel really try to? Dean says, kill me? Yes. He didn't even blink. That's the guy you're rolling with. Gwen says, he didn't tell me anything about that. I didn't know. Dean says, I know. Honestly, there's something I need to tell you. Gwen says, what? Dean shoots Gwen in the heart and then runs away. The others come out when they hear the shot. Sam checks Gwen's pulse and then goes to look for Dean. Rufus says, see if you can plug that hole up, Bobby. So Rufus does CPR chest compressions on Gwen and says, come on, girl, come on. But Bobby says, she's gone. Rufus says, oh, damn it. Bobby uh, says to Samuel, I'm sorry, if you care. Samuel says, screw you, I care. <laughs> I'm so sad that Gwen just died. Yeah. Also, I'm sorry, if you care. So much sass. <laughs> yeah. God, they do not like each other. No. Actually, I just think it's a matter of nobody liking Samuel. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, so Sam comes back and says, uh, is she, uh, 
Rufus shakes his head and says, where's Dean? Sam says, I couldn't find him. Whatever got into those guys must have gotten into Dean. Bobby says, Rufus, help Samuel move her somewhere. Sam and I will lock down here. We're going to want to find Dean before he finds us. Sam says, we're going to find him alive, Samuel, or I'm going to put a bullet in your head. So Sam and Bobby move through the cannery, locking doors. While all of them search, Sam dials Dean's cell phone and hears it ring. Rufus finds Dean first. They point their guns at each other. Rufus says, Dean, put that damn thing down. Samuel runs over and aims his gun at Dean, so Dean aims it at Samuel. Rufus says, Dean, put it down. Dean says, you're the least of my worries right now, Rufus. Sam says, hey, hey, hey. Bobby says, okay, both of you. Rufus says, both of us my ass. Dean says, I'm not in the mood. I just had a 12-inch herpes crawl out of my ear. <laughs> Sam says, what? Dean says, you heard me. I just woke up on the ground just in time to see this worm thing slide out of my freaking ear and into that vent. So you tell me what the hell's going on. What? Gross yeah. things. That's what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. No thanks. Samuel says, you killed Gwen. That's what's going on. Dean says, we were just talking in the hallway. That's the last thing I remember. That thing must have jumped me. Bobby says, so we're talking about like a monster that gets in you? Dean says, it's like a con worm on steroids. Sam says, you mean like a parasite, something that took over your body. Dean says, worm crawls in you, worm crawls out. Rufus says, monster possession? That's novel. Samuel says, or that thing is still in you and we can't trust a word you're saying. Dean says, it's not. Bobby says, check your ear. Dean says, what do you mean check my ear? Check my ear for what? Then Rufus sticks his finger in Dean's ear. <laughs> Dean Just says, like, hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> Dean says, hey, why don't you buy me a drink first? <laughs> Rufus says, second date. Oh, yeah, we're goo positive. Dean says, what does that mean? What does that mean? Rufus says, that means it was in you, all right. Samuel says, or it still is. Dean says, it's not in me. <laughs> Bobby says, okay, everyone, give up your guns. Samuel says, what? Rufus says, whoa, whoa, whoa. Think about this for a second, Bobby. Bobby says, I'm thinking we don't know who is and who ain't got the damn con worm up inside his melon. Dean says, it's not in me. Bobby says, I didn't say it was. Point is, we don't know who it is. It could be any one of us. So the best we can do is to make it that much harder for that thing to blow our fool heads off. Bobby opens up a bag and puts his gun inside. So Dean, Sam, and Rufus uh, follow. Uh, Rufus, no, that's not right. So Dean, Sam, and... Huh, I'm not sure what I wrote there. Anyways, they put their guns in the bag. <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Rufus says, are you waiting for a handwritten invite, Campbell? Sam, Samuel finally gives up his gun. So they go back into the room, and Bobby locks their weapons in a locker. Bobby says, okay, we need some time to breathe. Make a plan. Samuel says, a plan based on... Bobby says, I'm going to make a few phone calls, see if anybody's ever heard of anything like this. Rufus says, hmm, ditto, got a few trees I can shake. So we cut to Bobby on the phone. He says, oh, balls, Allard, no, I told you that. Rufus closes his phone and says, damn it. Samuel gets up, but Sam blocks his path. Samuel says, relax, bathroom break. So unless you want to hold it for me. So Samuel leaves, but Sam and Dean follow him. Bobby says to Rufus, well, I got a dump truck full of bupkis. Rufus says, nothing here either. You call Willie? Bobby says, of course, you think I'm an idiot? Rufus says, how about Raj? Bobby says, wouldn't talk to me. Rufus says, yeah, me neither. Bobby says, okay, plan B. Let's just go and grab the thing. Rufus says, and then what exactly? Bobby says, well, we sit on our thumbs or we go in guns blazing. Rufus says, like Omaha? Bobby says, you know what? Screw you for bringing up Omaha. That's just low. 
So we cut to Samuel turning a corner. Sam and Dean are waiting for him. Samuel tries to walk by, but Dean stops him. Samuel says, what? Dean says, nothing. I'm just wondering how you sleep at night. Samuel says, like a baby. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Dean says, you fed us to Crowley. Samuel says, true, but what am I going to do about it now? Do I blame you for wanting to kill me? Of course not. What I did was, but I'm not apologizing. I did what I did. I don't cry over spilled blood. Sam says, so you really can just go on? Like, Samuel says, just because you're Dr. Jekyll at the moment doesn't mean you can get all high and mighty. Don't forget, we spent a year together. Sam says, yeah, we did. We're blood, and you still sold me out. Samuel says, trust me, what I did pales in comparison to what you did, and on more than one occasion. Sam says, all right, tell me what I did. Dean says, no, Sam, come on. To Samuel, he says, the only reason you're alive right now is because we're working a job. The minute we kill this thing, you're next. Samuel says, okay, then, we'll just see. Dean sees goo coming from Samuel's ear, so Samuel pulls out his gun. Dean grabs his arm. Samuel fires but misses. He shoves Sam and Dean against the wall and runs away. Rufus and Bobby come running over. Bobby says, I heard a shot. Dean says, Samuel. So Sam and Dean go chasing after him. Rufus says, I'm going to be needing my gun back now, Bobby. Bobby says, you think? So Bobby goes uh, to the locker and opens it with the butt of a gun. Rufus says, hey, don't feel bad. You know, it was a good plan, except for the part where a monster would definitely, definitely not give up all his weapons. <laughs> Bobby says, shut up. So Sam and Dean come into the room and grab their guns. Dean says, we lost him. Sam says, so what's the plan? Dean says, we stick together. We got to keep track of this thing, who it's in. They search for Samuel. Sam suddenly grabs Dean and stops him from walking. Bobby and Rufus aim, aim their guns at Sam. Sam says, whoa, whoa, hey, hold on, look. Sam shows him a wire line across the hallway. Dean says, booby trap. Bobby says, I'll be damned. So they step over the trap carefully and continue walking. Suddenly a door slides, slides closed between Sam and the rest of the group. Dean says, hey. Sam says, whoa, Dean. Dean says, Sam, damn it, son of a bitch. Sam says, Dean. Dean says, Sam. <laughs> Yep. Sam <laughs> I love it when they do that. They just yell each other's names back and forth for a while. <laughs> Sam says, I'm going to go around, okay? Dean says, all right, watch yourself. Sam says, yeah. Dean says, come on. So Sam keeps moving and comes across Samuel. He points his gun at him and says, don't move. Samuel says, Sam. Sam says, put your gun down. Samuel says, what are you going to do, son? You're not going to shoot me. You just got your soul back. You're going to shoot your own family? Sam says, yeah, I wouldn't go with the family thing. Try again. Samuel says, Mary's still my daughter. Samuel steps closer to Sam. Sam says, I said, don't move. Samuel says, you're still named after me. And he keeps walking closer. Sam says, I said, don't move. Samuel says, appears to be our moment, Sam. You still want to know about your summer vacation? I'll tell you all about it. You're dying to know, huh? Sam says, yeah, I am. Samuel says, well, then let's put these down and talk. And Samuel keeps moving closer. Sam says, stop. Samuel says, it's all right, Sam. And he's almost to Sam, so Sam shoots him in the head. Sam stares at the corpse, but nothing happens. Nothing comes out of Samuel's ears. Dean, Bobby, and Rufus find Sam. Dean says, Sam, Sam. Bobby says, oh, thank God. And then he notices Samuel's dead body and says, drop the gun, Sam. Sam slowly puts his gun down. Sam says, it's me. Rufus says, okay, that's great, Sam. Just got to cuff you until we can be sure, okay? You understand, right? And he zip ties Sam's hands behind his back. 
Sam says, it's in him. Bobby says, are you sure? Sam says, yeah, yeah, I think. Rufus says, you see anything come out of him after he dropped? Sam doesn't say anything. So they bring Samuel's body back into the main room and swab his ears for goo. Dean says, tell me you got something. Bobby says, nothing. Sam says, what? So you mean he wasn't a monster when I ganked him? Rufus says, one way to find out. Bobby, you got a cranial saw in that car? Bobby says, of course. <laughs> like, Who that's just, just normal. Saw in their car? <laughs> that's just normal, of course. Duh, Dean says, yeah. Dean says, you're not going alone. Rufus says, oh, no, he won't. He won't. We'll both go grab some tools and see about getting some power in this place. And I want you and you to, okay, I want you and you to watch him and him and all right, if anything crawls out of anybody, somebody step on it. <laughs> Sam says, yeah, don't worry. I'll watch Samuel. Dean will watch me. Rufus says, yeah, right. So Rufus and Bobby leave. Dean says, you did the right thing, you know. Sam says, you mean you think I did if it's in him and I'm me. The thing's playing three-card Monty with us. Dean says, well, I'm just going to assume you're you. Sam says, you want to take this off then, motioning to the zip tie? Dean says, not till we get that sucker out of his walnut. Sam says, I don't know. I mean, I barely remember him. And what I do remember, it's not good. And what he did to us, but Dean says, there's a but. Sam says, I mean, I just can't help but think, what would mom say? Dean says, you know what I think mom would say? She'd say, just because your blood doesn't make you family. You got to earn that. The lights come on and Rufus and Bobby come back inside. Rufus says, well, all right, let's play operation. Bobby <laughs> says, you boys want to take a breather? Dean says, we're good. Bobby says, He's like, I want to watch this. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Bobby says, we're about to crack open your, grandpa, your grandpa's grapefruit. Take a breather. So Sam and Dean leave. Rufus notices the cranial saw has a frayed cable and says, what is this? Have you been dumpster diving again? <laughs> Bobby says, what? It still works. Rufus says, yeah, right. Hope so. Bobby says, listen, Rufus, I've been thinking. Rufus says, yeah, well, wonders never cease. And he plugs in the saw. Bobby says, yeah, shut up a minute. I'm trying to say something. It was my fault, Omaha. Rufus says, no, no, it wasn't. Bobby says, no, I should, I should have listened to you. Rufus says, well, hey, that's categorical, Bobby. Bobby says, I let, Bobby says, let me just get this out. Rufus says, Bobby, we've had this conversation already, okay? Bobby says, no, we haven't. I never said I'm sorry, Rufus. You lost her because of me. Rufus says, Bobby, I said we've had this conversation already, and you can blabber all day, and it wouldn't change a thing, Bobby. I will never forgive you for what happened. You got that? Never. So change the subject, Bob. That is the saddest thing ever. I know. It's so, like, it kind of honestly, like, makes me a little bit ticked at Rufus, because it's like, okay, you know, like, at a certain point, not ever forgiving somebody only hurts you, you know, like, yeah, it's just kind of like, dude, like, you're not helping yourself, but also, like, that's the whole, I don't know, I just, mm. yeah, it just makes me so sad for Bobby, because that's his best friend, you yeah. know, yeah, and he's never going to be forgiven, just, ugh, okay, yeah. so they start sawing at Samuel's head, but then his eyes open, they fight, and Samuel throws both Bobby and Rufus um, off of him, and then he breaks down a table and shoves a leg into the door handles so Sam and Dean can't get in. Dean cuts Sam's zip tie, and Sam kicks the door, but it doesn't open. Bobby throws Samuel against the frayed cable, which electrocutes Samuel. The worm crawls out of his ear, and then Sam and Dean kick the door in together, which opens. 
I loved that. I loved that like double kick they did. I know. I know. I was like, ooh. (laughs) Do it again. Do it again. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a very cool move. Uh, So Bobby and Rufus are both knocked out. Sam says, Bobby, are you okay? Dean says, Rufus, Rufus, hey, you all right? Wake up. Sam says, hey, it's all right. I got you. Come on. Dean says, come on. Rufus says, this can't be my afterlife because the three of you are here. What happened? (laughs) Sam says, but when we left, he was dead on the table. Bobby says, yeah, till he wasn't. Rufus says, so how did he get double dead? Dean says, Bobby threw him against that. I guess it was a live wire. It shorted and he went ape. Then that thing crawled out of his ear. Bobby says, at least we know what tickles it, electricity. Sam says, yeah. Now the question is, where'd it go? You see? Dean says, no. Sam says, you two were down for the count. Dean says, yeah, well, either it bailed or it's in either one of you. Rufus says, or it's in one of you. Dean says, no, we were awake. Rufus says, did you have eyes on each other? Dean says, yes. Rufus says, 100% of the time? Dean says, define 100. (laughs) Rufus says, like I said. Sam says, all right, how about we check for goo, right? And they all stick their fingers in their ears. (laughs) (laughs) Sam said, I know. (laughs) I thought that was really cute. (laughs) (laughs) Sam says, nothing. Bobby says, it might just be gone. Dean says, no, it might have wised up and and covered its trail. Sam says, all right, let's settle this 100%. Dean says, how? Sam strips the cable and Dean plugs it in. Dean says, you're alive. Sam holds the wire against a metal chair. It sparks. Sam says, okay, all right. And then Sam holds the cable against Samuel, whose body jerks around. Rufus says, okay, I'm not a doctor, but I'm going to go ahead and call this one. (laughs) Sam says, yeah, all right. Who wants to go first? Dean says, come on. And he takes off his jacket. Sam says, you sure? Dean says, hurry up before I start thinking. Sam puts the cable on Dean's arm. Dean says, son of a, awesome. Here, you want me to? But Sam holds the cable against his own arm. Dean says, let's go. And Dean takes the cable from Sam. Dean approaches Rufus, who says, uh, whoa, whoa. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Dean says, no passes, Rufus. Come on. Dean, Rufus says, I got a damn pacemaker. Dean says, well, you better hope it's a good one. <laughs> Bobby says, since when do you got a pacemaker? Rufus says, since Bush Jr., term one. I'm down three toes, too, FYI. <laughs> All right, come on, just make it quick. So Dean holds the cable against Rufus's arm, who says, God, damn it, damn it. Dean says, you okay? Rufus says, no, I'm not okay. Give me that. And he grabs the cable from Dean. Bobby says, okay, all right, my turn. Well, it ain't inside me, so go right ahead. But Bobby keeps backing away. Rufus says, all right, then just stand still, Bobby. Bobby says, okay, sure. Rufus says, I'll make this quick. Bobby says, no problem. Rufus says, all right, let's do this. Bobby says, okay, uh, just a second, Rufus. Rufus says, just a second, nothing, whatever you are. Mm-hmm. Bobby says, I'm Bobby. Rufus says, Bobby, my ass. But then Bobby stabs Rufus in the chest. Oh. Yeah. Sam says, Bobby. Rufus falls, and Sam lowers him to the ground. Okay. I am so sad that Rufus just died. Yeah. That is the worst part of this episode. And it sucks, like, how it happens, too. It's not like he, like, went down swinging. He just got stabbed, you know? I know. Fucking herpy worm. (laughs) Herpy worm. (laughs) I feel like... (laughs) That's gotta be on a mug somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yep. So then, so then Sam and Dean are on either side of Bobby. Sam says, Bobby, there are two of us and one of you. Sam grabs Bobby's arms and Dean knocks him out. Bobby wakes up tied to a chair with duct tape. Dean says, well, hey there, you little herpy. Dean puts the cable against Bobby's neck. Sam says, why do you keep talking about herpes? Dean says, what? I don't. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> to Bobby, he says, now don't you even think about shagging ass out of here because we got every crack in this room sealed. So get comfy. Bobby says, I am comfy. It's nice in here. And you love this guy, don't you? You really want to kill me and take him with me? Haven't you lost enough pals today? Dean says, we'll do what we have to do. And we got some questions for you. So you can either play ball or we can fry up a little shrimp on the Barbie. <laughs> Bobby says, ask. Been waiting for you to ask. Dean says, what the hell is that supposed to mean? Bobby says, it means I got nothing to hide. Sam says, what are you? Bobby says, you haven't got a name for me yet. I'm new around here. Eve cooked me up herself. Dean puts the cable to Bobby's neck again. Dean says, who is she, this Eve bitch? Bobby says, the mother of all of us and the end of all of you. By the time she's done, there'll be more creatures than humans. You'll live in pens. We'll serve up your young and call it veal. Sam says, and what's your deal in all of this? I mean, how's jumping a few truckers going to help? Bobby says, you think I'm here to mess with a couple of cannery workers? We led you here. Sam says, why? Bobby says, she has a message for you. Dean says, oh yeah, what's that? Bobby says, you're all going to die. She's pissed. She's here, and it's going to be nothing but pain for you from here on in. Dean says, well, here's my response. And Dean puts the cable on Bobby's neck again. Sam says, Dean, how much more do you think he can take? Bobby says, you can't kill me, not without taking him with me. Dean says, well, we'll just have to do what Bobby would want us to do. So Sam wraps Bobby's mouth and ears shut with duct tape. Dean says, no way out now, sluggo. Bobby, hang on in there. And Dean holds the cable against Bobby's neck until he falls forward. Dean says, Bobby? Sam says, is he, uh, hey, Sam peels off the duct tape and the con worm falls out dead. Yuck. Yeah. Sam says, whoa, Bobby. Dean says, Bobby, hey. Sam says, he's not breathing. Bobby. So we cut to a cemetery. Sam and Dean are standing around a fresh grave. Bobby walks up with some alcohol in a brown bag. Dean says, I gotta say, I never figured Rufus for the religious type. Bobby says, well, he didn't exactly keep kosher. He always used to pull the old can't work on the Sabbath card whenever we had to bury a body. <laughs> you know, I was just a job. I was Joe Mechanic. Then my wife got possessed and went nuts on me. I stabbed her and that didn't stop her. Next thing I knew, this guy comes busting in, soaks her with holy water and sends that demon straight to hell so fast. I'd have gone away for killing her, but Rufus cleaned up everything. Taught me a thing or two about what's really out there. Pretty soon we were riding together. Worked like that for years. Kind of like you two knuckleheads. Sam says, so what happened? Bobby said, it was Omaha. It was my fault. And he never let it go. Dean says, well, he should have. Bobby says, you don't know what I did, Dean. Dean says, doesn't matter. Bobby says, what do you mean it doesn't? Dean says, I mean, at the end of the day, you two are family. Life's short and ours are shorter than most. We're going to spend it wringing our hands. Something's going to get us eventually. And when my guts get ripped out, just so you two know, we're good. Blanket apology for all the crap that anybody's done all the way around. Sam says, some of us pulled a lot of crap, Dean. Dean says, well, clean slate. Sam says, okay. And then Sam and Dean walk away. Bobby takes out a bottle of Johnny Blue or Johnny Walker Blue and pours some on the grave and then drinks some himself. And credits. Okay, so my thoughts for this one are not a lot, but... Okay. They're mostly irritating thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I 
I really, I, I don't like Samuel. Like I don't either. When he, when he kicked the bucket finally in this one, I was like, good. You know, like, yeah. Protect. Who, who says like, oh, you're the guy pretending to be their father. Okay, well, their father's dead. Their mother's dead. I'm the only thing that they have that somewhat resembles a family member because you're not here, obviously. Like nobody else is doing. Like, you know, it's like what a kick in the face to like somebody who's taking care of your family members. You know, like he's taking care of your grandkids, and you're just like, oh, you're just pretending to be something that you're not. Like, right, exactly. Like you're not, you're not stepping up to the plate at all. I know. Like, look at you. You've almost you know, fed them to monsters, yeah, you know, like, ghouls. Not, yeah, like, you tried to have them killed, so, yeah, like, you're not doing any better, like, get off your high horse, buddy, because mm-hmm. really, your high horse is only about three inches tall, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, like, there's no, like, no, 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 you know, anyways, but he just, he just irritates me, so I was glad to see him go, me too, um, and, okay, I really don't like, I mean, yeah, Yes, I understand kind of, like, why Rufus is still salty towards Bobby, you know? Yeah. But also, at the same time, like, that's your friend, and, like, clearly, at some point, you either gotta let it go or just not be friends with them, because you can't hold on to that forever. Yeah. You know, like... He seemed perfectly happy to see Bobby and to work with Bobby, you know, yeah. so it's kind of strange that he's just like, I'm never going to forgive you for that. But like, yeah, like if that's but your let's, best friend. But, and- but let's not talk about it. Let's still maintain this relationship we have, you know? Yeah, which I mean, I can respect that part of it. But it was just kind of like, really? You know, like, yeah. you go from like, oh, like, let's do, let's go hunting together, blah, 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 blah to like, I'll never forgive you. You know, it's just like, yeah what you know like yeah uh, okay you know like I don't know it just seemed I think part of it for me is that it seems so out of character for Rufus you know like yeah he's a grumpy old man like Bobby is right but like he's still not as I don't know he seems to be the more happy of the two yeah he (laughs) does you're right it's just I don't know it was a weird like 180 for me I just hmm. I didn't like it, but anyways, and also, okay, like, this one isn't, like, irritating to me, this is my last thought, but, like, I'm kind of surprised that Rufus didn't want, like, a hunter's burial. Oh, yeah, didn't they say something about that at the end, that That he was, like, religious or something That it was his religion, yeah. But, like, they kind of also made it sound like it was his religion, but he really wasn't that religious, you know, he mostly used it for an excuse. (laughs) Right. To get out of doing stuff on Sundays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, which, to get out of burying bodies. That's right. For real. And so it's just kind of like, okay, you know, I mean, I kind of wonder if it's like, because it's like, maybe if it's like a consecrated, because it made it sound like they buried him in like a church cemetery. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if it's because it's like consecrated ground, but like maybe nothing can happen to him. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know, because, like, the whole thing is just weird, but I was, like, I was kind of, like, uh, I feel like the fire is the best way to go. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. It was just weird, yeah, the whole thing, but that's, I I don't have really any other thoughts other than that, but what were your favorite moments, or moment? 
Um, my favorite moment was when um, they were all introducing themselves to, uh, well, they were introducing Bobby and Rufus to Samuel mm-hmm. and, um, and they were, and Dean was like, I'm going to fucking shoot you in the head. And Sam was like, no, no, not yet. And, and Rufus is like, who is this? And, and Dean is, I think it was Dean was like, he's our grandfather. And Rufus was like, oh, somebody needs a hug. <laughs> that was my favorite part. Uh, like, dude, bro, <laughs> calm down, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, well, that was a good one. Yeah. What was your favorite moment? Um... I have two little ones. So one was when Rufus was like, if anything crawls out of anybody, somebody stomp on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that is fair. That's just, that should just be like a life motto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if something is crawling out of somebody, like, nope. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> no, thank you. But Oh, my, my, my favorite, favorite moment, though, was when they did, like, the goo check, and they're all, like, looking at each other with, like, their fingers in their ears, just like, <laughs> yeah. everybody check your ears for goo, and they're just like, oh, you know? Like, yeah, that was really around cute. in their ears, and everybody's looking at the fingers like, no? <laughs> yeah. Ew. <laughs> I thought that was really a cute moment for all of them. <laughs> yeah, the faces that they're all making, too, they're just kind of like, uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yep. There, there has to be some, like, outtakes from that. We're all just kind of like, loo, 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 loo. like oh, you're right. Digging in their ears. Although I haven't seen any. I can't remember the gag reel for this season, so I'm going to have to go back and check it out because I, I bet don't it's hilarious. Either. I mean, I do remember. I think it's in this season. Yeah, because the dragon, they have like the catwalk moments with their like. Oh, yeah. Up and down the catwalk and pretending they're like supermodels or whatever, being like weirdo supermodels. Yeah. And then. Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't. I don't really remember anything other than that so much. Yeah, all the seasons of the bloopers kind of blend together for me, but um, I'm going to have to rewatch them. Yeah. I only remember that the cat, I mean, I remember the catwalk thing to begin with, but I only remembered that it was in the season because when we watched the episode or when we did the episode, I was like, it's the catwalk, it's the catwalk. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> like, I know it is. <laughs> but yeah, so um, our interesting facts from this week. Uh, oops, there they go. <laughs> I'm all over the place, man. Um so it's uh, there's a few different uh, <laughs> a few different ones um it says the title refers to an agatha christie novel with the same name uh, the novel was first published in the u.s under the titles uh, 10 little indians and its original title it was published in the uk utilized a word wait what it's original its original title, as it was published in the UK, utilized a word now considered highly offensive. I was like, wait, that sentence doesn't oh, make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, I do remember, I kind of remember that book. I remember reading that book for school. I feel like. <sighs> it's a murder mystery. I don't remember. Like, it seems familiar, but I don't 
know why, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's something that I read for school or if Probably. I just like kind of like heard about the book, maybe I have no idea. Yeah. Um, it says Mitch Pelagi, um, AKA Samuel Campbell, um, and Stephen Williams, AKA Rufus Turner, both starred in the X-Files, um, at some point it's 19, it says 1993, but I don't know if that's, oh, that's just it, when it started. Yeah. yeah. That's just when it started. So, um, so it says, Dean describes the thing that crawled out of his ear as a con worm on steroids. Um, he's referring to the creature that controls human behavior from the sci-fi classic Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan from 1982. Yeah. I feel like I've heard of that. Um, it says, after burying Rufus, Bobby takes out a bottle of Johnny Walker Blue Label, which is a very expensive type of scotch, um, and pours some of it on his grave to honor his fallen friend, and then he takes a swig. Um Johnny Walker Blue Label is Rufus's favorite liquor. In fact, he tells Dean and Supernatural, time is on my side from 2008, that not only is it his favorite drink, but it's the only liquor he'll drink. Ah, okay. Um, so back to the, the title, it says, um, it's, you know, taken from the Agatha Christie novel, um, it says, in the book, a group of people is isolated and killed one by one. Um, in the same way, Eve's new monster infests different characters, causing them to kill, uh, um, kill each other off one by one. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, it's the final appearance of Mitch Pelegi. Yeah, which I like that guy. I mean, I hate Samuel, but I, I do the like the actor. Yeah, But he's, you know... I, I did like his acting. He's a good actor to make us hate him like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> um, it says, um, the character of Samuel, played by Mitch Pelagi, is thrown into an open electrical junction box and is violently electrocuted to death. Um, Pelagi paid Horace Pinker, that's what a name, <laughs> <laughs> and Wes Craven's Shocker, um, a story about a murderous criminal who gains supernatural powers after he is put to death in the electric chair. Oh, weird. Okay. A lot of electricity around that guy, apparently. Yep. <laughs> um, it says the scene where Sam, Dean, and Bobby and Rufus were shocking each other to see who had the parasite is very similar to the scene in The Thing from 1982, where the scientists were testing their blood with regular human blood to see who was the thing. Oh my god, that is a movie I have not seen, and that just feels blasphemous to say because it's a, <laughs> it's Lovecraftian, and um, and you know I'm all about Lovecraft, so yeah. Okay, I just feel like I have to explain to people why I haven't seen it yet, <laughs> because because at the beginning, the thing is a dog, um, and you don't know that I think from what someone has told me, but there's this helicopter flying around shooting bullets at this dog who's running away. Yeah. And, and someone told me that I would have a hard time with that and that it's a dog a lot of the time. Well, so. I can see that, but as long as the dog isn't getting tortured, you yeah. know, like... I, I just need to bite the bullet and, I, and just actually watch it because it's such a classic. Yeah. I wonder... I think I even own it. <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> I it, sure I do. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Yeah. Huh. Well, I mean, I guess you could always just start it, and then if you can't watch it, you can't watch it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have started it a couple times, but I was so drunk that I don't remember. I think it devolved into making out. <laughs> 
wasn't that traumatizing. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm going to give it another go. <laughs> yeah, you should do that. I'm going <laughs> to. Maybe not so much alcohol. <laughs> yeah, right. But, I mean, whatever. I'll try also, it sober. Like, I'll try it sober. I mean, I'm not saying you shouldn't drink because, I mean, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but, you know, like, just maybe enough to where you can kind of pay attention to it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> our research from this week is off of ohioexploration.com. Um, and so we looked up Sandusky and I'm not sure. I think that's how you say it. I think so. Um, so this website has a bunch of different, it's all in like the county that Sandusky's in. And so like each of the different cities in the county have like their own like hauntings or whatever, but we're just going to read the ones from Sandusky just in case we come back to Ohio later. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Okay. Um, so the first one is Car Street Residence. Um, it says the family who lived at this Car Street home moved out after experiencing, experiencing strange activity, such as attacks, objects moving, um, mysterious noises, apparitions, and nightmares. Um, an entity had been haunting generations of family members there for years. Uh, the house was blessed and the new owners have not experienced anything out of the ordinary. Oh, did you say what website this is from? I can't remember. Um, ohioexploration.com. Okay. Yeah. Um, mm. so <laughs> this is great. Cholera Cemetery. <laughs> Um, it says this lakefront cemetery is haunted by victims of cholera who were unconscious and buried alive oh my god um, yeah awful um the cemetery went untended for many years due to people afraid of being infected um the spirits who haunt the place are said to be vengeful well hell yeah if you get buried alive i'd be a little pissed about it you know? <laughs> yeah that is awful <laughs> So the Dollar General. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it says the Dollar General store at the corner of Huntington Road and Cleveland Road is said to be haunted. Um, before the store was built, the Keller family mansion stood on the property. Um, by 1922, all of the Keller family had tragically died. Elias, the father, died of an illness, and his wife and three children later died in a boating accident. Two weeks after their death, an arsonist set the mansion on fire and burned it to the ground. What the um, fuck? Jeez. They just got awful luck. Um, it says, today there have been sightings of apparitions along Huntington Road, in Dollar General, and in several homes along the road. Um, a driver witnessed a little girl holding a doll in her hands along the road, which is awful. Um, <laughs> when the driver slowed down to ask if she was okay, the little girl disappeared. Ooh spectral music can be heard in the parking lot and odd lights are seen. Um, witnesses have also reported seeing figures in the parking lot only to vanish before their eyes. One eyewitness reported hearing a voice say, Miss Keller, Miss Keller, let me get that for you while in the parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> um, the only other person in sight was more than 500 feet away. Damn. All right. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. So, if y'all live in Sandusky, Ohio, and go to the dollar store, let us know if you've seen anything weird, and we'll talk about it, because we need to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I need to know more. <laughs> we gotta know things. 
um, or just any of these things in Sandusky. If you know of any of these things or like we're missing some information on it, like tell us because mm-hmm. these are things that we need to we need to know. <laughs> um, it's, um, this next one is Lyman Harbor. Um, it says, now the site of restaurants and nightclubs, the Lyman Boat Works occupied the site in the 1930s. Um, a ghostly figure has been seen walking down the hallway of the Jumping Jupiter Nightclub. What a name. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it says, mysterious voices are heard and cold spots are felt in the hallway as well. Um, patrons and workers at the Blue Hair and Dining Area have reported feeling their hair tugged by unseen hands. Ew. Nope. Creepy. <laughs> Just nope. <laughs> oh. um, it says Mix 1027 FM. Um, it says this building houses uh, Sandusky's WLEC, WCPZ, oh boy, and WMJK radio stations. Um, the building was once an army barracks and is said to be haunted. Um, lights turn on and off, weird noises are heard, and near where a piano once sat, shuffling cards are heard. Huh. Um, a former station engineer ni- nicknamed Pinky, <laughs> <Poor Pinkie. laughs> is believed to continues is believed to continue his duties from beyond the grave, sometimes tinkering with electronic equipment. <laughs> huh. I mean, eh, okay. Um, the River Well House, uh, it says the McGreen family, a McGreen family, sorry, um, was given a large sum of money as a gift in the 1800s. They argued among each other um, as to what they would do with the money. They finally decided to leave the money outside in their wagon overnight until they determined what to do with it. That just seems like a recipe for disaster. That's like, stupid. Yeah. I mean, unless you live out in the middle of like nowhere where nobody should be out there, but still, even then, like. Yeah, that's dumb. Like, what are you doing? You know? um, it says when they awoke, oh, when they awoke the next morning, the money was gone. Go figure. Shocker. I know, right? Mr. McGreen was so angered that he killed his entire family and then hanged himself in the well. Hmm. After this, mysterious happenings started to occur in the house. Um, Doors opened and closed by themselves. Pets refused to enter the dining room, and plants would never live in the home. Um, Smart fires would start... Small... Not smart! (laughs) I was like, what's a smart smart fire? fire? (laughs) (laughs) Small fires would start themselves in the fireplace, and door handles often wiggled. Uh, not good uh shadowy figures darted around the house and images could be seen outside a huge picture window um the house itself mysteriously burned to the ground in 1970 but the well remains nothing will grow within a 10 foot radius of it oh my god that's so creepy i love it you all (laughs) it says sand hill um legend says that british british Soldiers, (laughs) (laughs) Soldiers, <laughs> <laughs> British soldiers. <laughs> I just can't do it. That's okay. <laughs> British soldiers killed the occupants of an Indian camp at this location while the men were out hunting. Um, when the hunters returned to find the massacre, they tracked down the soldiers and brought them back to the camp. The soldiers were tortured, scalped, and burned at the sk- at the stake. I almost said skake. I don't know what a skake is, but I don't think it's anything real. <laughs> um, it is said that on an early fall night, when the moon and clouds are as they were that night, you can not only see the flames, but also hear the screams and smell the burning flesh as the event had happened. Oh, gross. Yuck. 
On other nights, you can see the Indian camp as it was the night just before they were murdered. Oh, that's really sad. That's, it's sad, but also terrifying, you know, yeah, like, yeah. I'm going there. <laughs> yeah. For, you can't, you can't pay me. Like, it's just if I can never smell burnt flesh, that'd be great. That would be, well, I mean, to be fair, I wonder if burnt flesh would smell a lot like cooking meat. Yes. Yes, it would. You know, like, yeah. so would it be an awful smell? Probably not. Which would make it even worse because then you're like, oh, a barbecue. And then you're like, Ugh, you know, like. Yeah, you start to salivate a little bit. Like, you. <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> it's just not right. <laughs> it's not right. It is not, not right. <laughs> okay. Um, so the Sandusky Mall, it says there are reportedly restless spirits walking the corridors of the mall late at night. Uh, a township police officer reported seeing a mysterious red light at the mall's main entrance when sitting in the parking lot around 1.30 um, completing, a.m. completing paperwork. Um, as he approached the doors, the light disappeared. He contacted mall security, who stated they were on the other side of the building, nearly a 10-minute walk. An associate cleaning the fragrance table at Kaufman's um, felt as if someone was standing behind her. She turned, thinking it was her relief for break, and a brush of cold air hit her, and she fell to the ground. Mm. Uh, disembodied voices have been heard from the women's side of American Eagle. Jeez. Um, <laughs> um, a woman's scream can be heard around midnight in front of Master Cuts, and a noose has been found several times in the storage area of Cheers. Oh my god. Eh. <laughs> Um, a ghostly woman wearing a red dress has been reported near the center court, but she disappears when approached. Um, she's the most common sighting at the mall. <laughs> um, she's usually spotted facing the elder Beerman store as if waiting for someone to come out. I've never heard of half of these stores before. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, it says a child told his mother that he was speaking to a lady in a red dress at the Kalari, Kalahari Casper off-road adventure play area. Um, which was awful. Um, an overnight security guard had also witnessed the lady in red and actually called the police thinking she was an intruder. Um, the guard stayed hidden in a corner behind Hot Topic waiting for the police to answer the phone. When they answered, he began to speak and the lady turned towards him. As he was backing away, the lady moved toward him and disappeared into the Suncoast studio door. Um, the security guard no longer works for the mall. <laughs> I wouldn't either. I'd be like, I am out. You know? Yeah, that's terrifying. <laughs> it's awful. Um, other witnesses have seen a headless hitchhiker waiting outside Kaufman's, uh, I'm guessing, and a door with no driver has been spotted, or in a car, sorry, <laughs> a door with no driver. <laughs> <laughs> a car with no driver has been spotted zooming down Sandusky Mall Boulevard. Huh. Um, it is said the area um, was used by gangsters to commit murders, including several, several, I'm guessing men, and at least two women, um, one of which was called the woman in red. Uh, hmm. Woman in red. Um, she was a dancer at a local speakeasy. At the mall, or at the mall, nope, as the mall, they wrote at, but they definitely meant as. <laughs> okay. As the mall was being finished in 1976, a tornado hit the middle of the mall. Um, rumors say a woman stalking one of the stores was killed when a wall fell on her. Um, these events could explain some of the mall's hauntings. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of places in this town that are apparently haunted, and I'm yeah. impressed. 
go Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Sandusky State Theater. Um, the theater is haunted by at least four spirits. Spirits. Oh boy. Um, one eyewitness who was cleaning the balcony reported seeing a ghostly figure wearing 1920s era clothing walk across the stage. Um, the glowing light blue figure stopped, looked at the witness, and vanished. Um, an employee who was mopping the floor heard footsteps walking on the floor and turned to see footprints being made on the damp floor. Ew. No thanks. <laughs> um, another incident occurred in the projector room, still equipped with its original 1928 units. Um, during a performance one evening, the projectionist heard someone whisper, change the focus. <laughs> um, when he turned, no one was there. He went back to work only to hear the same whisper several more times until the projector suddenly stopped. Oh, that's creepy. All of the little <laughs> hairs on my back are standing up. <laughs> I just... Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't like any of it. <laughs> I'm, never, I'm never going to this town. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I, folks, I have a weak constitution. We already know this. <laughs> I think it sounds great. If you want to go ghost hunting, you just got to go to the dollar store. That's awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. Walk around the mall or go to the dollar store, one of the two. Yeah. Even drive down the road, the mall is on. (laughs) That sounds amazing. Ugh, nope. Okay, so the last one, it's called the Sleep In. Um, Employees have reported that they feel as if they're not alone and walking the halls on the third floor at night. Um, The television in room 317 will turn on and flip through channels by itself. Um, A laundry attendant was trapped in room 315 as the locks are on the inside and the doors open to the in- er, wait, what? As the locks are on the inside and the doors open to the inside, but it would not open. Okay. Huh. That doesn't quite make sense. So it's locked and you can- It was locked, but she couldn't unlock it. It, She was stuck in there. Oh, okay. Um, I was like, this doesn't- (laughs) Yeah. I had to think that through for a second there. I'm a little bit of a slow fish today, but it's fine. No, you're fine. (laughs) It was worded weirdly. Oh my gosh. Okay. So this is an awful, awful joke, but I heard it at some point. It's like the, there's like a seafood restaurant in SeaWorld, I guess. (laughs) And somebody made the joke of you're just eating the slow learners. (laughs) Oh no. No, it's no. Awful. That it's is so awful. And that's not that's obviously not the case. You know, they're not eating the aquarium animals. Right, right. But like good grief. That's I just horrible. Slow fish kind of jogged a little tinkle in there and uh-huh. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> um so back to the sleep in. It says a uh, housekeeper's cleaning room three twenty-four have period periodically seen the curtains in room 312 fluttering but when the room is checked the ac unit is off and the room is vacant Mm. um doors slam shut and footsteps can be heard when employees are on the third floor alone um whenever they call out or go to see who is there the hall is empty creepy so i hate all of it (laughs) yeah (laughs) i I don't like any of it (laughs) but okay um, so what was your idiot harassment moment from this week? <clears throat> okay, so the other night, um, we started smelling so, um, a very weird chemical, like, plastic smell in our house. Well, I started smelling it. My mom smelled it, and Killian smelled it. But Eric ruined his nose in the military, in the desert. 
mm-hmm. and cannot smell things very well, especially chemicals. So, yeah. um, so he did not smell it and didn't believe me, which really, really irked my tater, you know, like, really, <laughs> yeah. So it got, it got stronger and stronger and stronger and it was in the hallways so I had Killian and I in my room, like I, it was like, Killian, like come sleep in my room. Cause it's nighttime. It was like, it was like maybe eight o'clock. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, you know, so sleep in here and I had the door closed and you couldn't smell it. But once you open the door, it would like smack you in the face with this smell. Hmm. So I was like, you know, what the, the hell am I supposed to do about this? You know? So I kind of Googled like, you know, smell of burning plastic, burning rubber in my house. Like, what could it be? And there was a couple things that sounded like it might be dangerous. You know what I mean? So it said, you know, you want to call the police who will get the firefighters over there and they can test. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Eric, like, I want you to call the police. And he was not very stoked about, no one's stoked about calling the police, but he was like, I don't smell it. Yeah. You know, so I was just like, you're not going to. (laughs) Yeah. I was just like, uh, you got to do it, you know? So he did it. So the firefighters showed up at like 1130 Mm -hmm. at night and they did not smell it. They did not freaking smell it. They were like, they could smell my reed diffusers in my bathrooms and like my laundry dryer sheets. Did you still smell it when they were there? Yeah. It was so weird. It wasn't, it wasn't as strong when they were there and they had the door of, of our house open. So that might be why. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, we were all wearing masks too. You know what I mean? So I don't know, but they had their little like, you know, reader that would check for, you know, potential, you know, hazardous gases and stuff like that. And all of that was showing that like everything was cool in the house. So they were, they were super nice about it, you know? Yeah. They were nice about it, but but they didn't smell it. So they left and I was like, well, fuck, I don't know what to do. But Eric was like, you know, well, let's, he, we kind of like walked around the house and he asked me where I smelled it the most. And it was where the vents were coming out in the hallway and the mm-hmm. walls. He's like, so maybe it's our furnace. So we turned off the furnace mm-hmm. and then we um, all slept in my room, not my mom, but like, you know, me and Eric and Killian slept in my room. Yeah. And then in the morning um, we called the furnace guys and they were like, well, so it's Saturday at this point, And they're mm-hmm. like, we can't come out till Monday. So we were like, we were, I was like, great, you know, it's like 30 degrees outside and we don't have our furnace on, you know? So luckily my dad bought us some space heaters. So that was super nice of him. So we didn't freeze to death, but we were, you know, wearing our coats all weekend and all bundled up. Um, But after we turned off the furnace, we, um, well, we had to have the window open to get the smell out. Mm-hmm. which makes it even colder <laughs> but it makes it even colder so that sucked balls yeah so anyways the smell left the house we closed the window um the furnace guy finally shows up Monday morning he goes up there and um he said the two things that it could be looked totally fine mm-hmm. he couldn't find a reason for us to smell that smell but mm-hmm. turning the furnace off stopped the smell yeah so he's like maybe something fell on it and like burned off or something yeah some like insulation or you know what I mean like yeah I have no idea what else it could be but anyway so the smell of melting plastic is not good you know no yeah and it's like it's not okay for us to be breathing that in and yeah you know it's yeah so anyway so we turn the furnace back on and the smell has not started again well that's good it's gone yeah (laughs) it's totally gone but like what the fuck was it it was this huge cold ordeal so 
And then that night, our TV died. <laughs> I know. You can't even sit there and watch TV in the cold. And I know. So you now I'm wondering, I'm wondering if the smell is coming from the TV. It could have been. Yeah. Sometimes, like, when, like, if, like, a... I don't know if, like, a fuse or something would smell like that, but if, like, part of the inside of the TV just, like, overheated and, like, short-circuited and melted, you know, like. Yeah, but, I mean, it was coming from, it just smelled like it was coming from the vents, you know what I mean? So, but who knows? I have no idea. So, we don't have a TV right now, and it sucks. Yeah. It is possible, too, that, like, maybe if it, like, kind of, like, settled, like, the if something kind of like was happening with the TV, if it settled towards the ceiling and then the vents are kind of blowing it back down. Yeah, that could be. Maybe. I just don't know. It was so weird, but it was just so weird that like the firemen didn't smell it, even though we all did, except for Eric. I don't know. All of it was just kind of weird and it sucked. It was a shitty weekend, but well, but it's all fine now. We're warm again. (laughs) Yeah. We've got heat, no TV, but we've got heat. Yep. Especially right now because it's not exactly warm. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> what, what was your rigid or aspen moment? So, <laughs> my, my, mine's not very long, but the, uh, <laughs> so I told you, uh, like, about the Costco fiasco. I think that was one of my, um, uh, rigid or aspen moments not that long ago, where, right. like, they charged to my card without telling me they were going to charge to my card. And so I was like, well, this is dumb. And I had to call Costco and like get them to reverse the charges. And then I had to like call the bank and get them to reverse like the late fee and blah, 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 blah. Right. Yeah. And then I get through all of this and they've still got the dollar and 51 or something cents for like an interest charge or something for the month or whatever that was anyways so I was like whatever I'm just gonna pay the dollar and 51 cents and get it over with and I don't have to deal with it anymore right yeah (laughs) so the next month (laughs) there's a 53 cent charge (laughs) what the fuck leftover interest apparently and I'm like because the account I closed down the account I closed the card everything like there was no you know like there's no way (laughs) yeah that this could be a thing you know like there's no way you know (laughs) <laughs> and so I call city and I have to go through a whole automated system all over again, just going, speak to a representative, speak to a representative, right. dear goodness, speak to a representative, you know? Yeah. And so finally I got through to somebody and she was really helpful. She's like, oh, well, you know, sometimes that can happen. Like basically the, it, the interest charge doesn't show up, you know, cause it's like a month at a time or whatever. And the interest charge doesn't show up until later, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, but like, there shouldn't be an interest charge because there already was one that I paid. And then there was nothing on the account because the account is closed. Like, how were you charging an account that's not active? You know? Right. She's yeah. like, oh, it's fine. We'll just reverse it. You shouldn't have to deal with it anymore. And I'm like, okay, there's not going to be any more charges. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, like I, I mean, I, I, I was just like, you know, like, I'm, I'm not mad. I just want to make sure that there's not going to be anything else that I have to like, do this again for because this is the second time I've had to do this you know because it's such a hassle to get a hold of an actual person too for 53 cents but I was just like I am not paying them any more money yeah (laughs) like it's 53 cents it's not a big deal but I was just like I cannot 
I can't even, like, this is the morals of the thing at this point. Like, I can't, I am not giving them another 50 cents, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so it all got taken care of. But I was just kind of like, really? You know? Like, yeah, God. Again? You know? Like, why again? Why is That's this thing that keeps happening? You know? But yeah. Anyway, oh, so that, that was sucks. my ass, but, or that was my um. They, they were a little bit ass, but it's not gonna lie. Yeah. The lady that I talked to was really nice. The one that yeah. I originally talked to for you know when all this originally happened was kind of, eh, whatever. But, anyway, so that's. I just I have no luck with banks. <laughs> yeah, I understand. So I'm just, and I I'm at the point like. Like a, a credit union is looking like a good option. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, cause no more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sick of the charges. But anyways, so that was that was my uh, my aspect moment. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgetsandaspectspodcast at gmail The word and is spelled out. Or check out our Facebook page, Idgets and Aspects, a supernatural podcast. You can also find us on Instagram. Thanks again. Thank you. <laughs>